Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Well, I'm kind of working through a series of bonus podcasts on the people who are on my bookshelf on theshepherdscrook.co. Last week, I talked to you about Mark Dever and Nine Marks of a Healthy Church, and now I want to talk to you about Eugene Peterson and his pastoral theology series of five books, and I want to talk to you about those five books and a couple more and really just appeal to you to get into reading Eugene Peterson. But let me pray, and then I want to talk to you about a man that I've learned so much from. Father, we thank you for this time. I thank you for the life that Eugene Peterson lived. I thank you that he knew his brokenness and sinfulness well. He knew his need for a Savior. And Jesus, he is now with you. He is a man. He was a man like we are. Mixed up and confused on some things, stumbling forward, and imperfectly trusting in you, trusting that you've got a hold of us. And we, uh, we thank you for your grace to us, Jesus. We love you and we praise you. Holy Spirit, lead this time. I trust that you will. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you're not familiar with Eugene Peterson, you've probably heard of his most famous work, Message. Eugene Peterson was brilliant. Uh, the Message is not a typical paraphrased Bible. It wasn't a translation that was just, uh, wasn't a paraphrase from an English translation, something that was just kind of put together to make it more readable for, for people, but it started for him instead as a uh, pastor with a pastor's heart wanting his people to read more of the Bible. There were people in his congregation in Maryland that were struggling to read the Bible and get into patterns of, of, of healthy patterns of reading. And so what he began to do was translate in the weekly newsletter from the church or the monthly newsletter, translate portions of the scriptures, starting within the Psalms, to get his people reading the Bible and then praying the Bible. He really wanted his people in the Word, so he just started translating. He was a scholar who knew the, the languages and was translating from the languages with people checking his work. And when this began to be popular in the church and in some of his presbytery, well, people approached him about doing a translation, and that was the birthing of the Message Bible. It was originally endorsed by his colleague at Regent College, J.I. Packer. This work was a substantial work, and this wasn't the only thing that Eugene Peterson did. He was he started off as in, in, in writing by just writing and then be, being a ghostwriter for other people and kind of honing his craft. He was a very, very gifted writer from poetry to prose. He was very gifted by the Lord, and it's just a lot of fun to read. If you re pick, up, pick up really any Eugene Peterson work, you'll kind of get spoiled for, for, for the good writing that's there. And you'll read other writers and think, why? Why don't they write like Eugene Peterson? Well, it's because Eugene Peterson was so gifted as a writer. He's a, a, a top five writer of mine in the Christian world. Uh, he, modern Christian world, he is, uh, if not the top, he's up there close to the top. And my favorite of all his work was his work on pastoral ministry. And in it, he was not afraid to critique some of the monster ministries of his day and the mega movement in his day. He was kind of the one lone, quote-unquote, prophetic voice in the 80s and 90s, calling our attention to some of the dangerous trends within mega church or tractional church ministry. Nobody else was really sounding the alarm. But Eugene Peterson was saying some really wildly offensive things that were true critiques of the mega church model. 
So his work on pastoral theology, pastoral ministry, was very unique in his day, and it remains unique today. He wrote five books on pastoral ministry. Working the Angles was the first book that I read. I read that probably ten, seven or eight years ago at least. And then The Contemplative Pastor, Five Smooth Stones for Pastoral Work, Under the Unpredictable Plant, and The Unnecessary Pastor. These books are absolutely phenomenal. And what I want to do is just kind of read you a excerpt from one of these books that kind of gets you, and I've read this before, I believe, in one of my podcasts, because I want you to read it, and so I'm, I'm okay with repeating it, because it's just so good, and it kind of gives you a little bit of a taste of why Eugene Peterson was so provocative and so helpful. So let me just read, and hang with me, and then I'll say a couple final things and, and offer a personal note as well, and then uh, and then we'll we'll finish up. Here's what he says in his chapter, The Unbusy Pastor. I will never forget the day that I read this chapter in The Contemplative Pastor. The poor man, we say, he's so devoted to his flock. The work is endless. He sacrifices himself so unstingingly. But the word busy is the symptom not of commitment, but of betrayal. It's not devotion, but defection. The adjective busy, set as a modifier to pastor, should sound to our ears like adulterous to characterize a wife or embezzling to describe a banker. It's an outrageous scandal, a blasphemous affront. Hillary of Tours diagnosed our pastoral busyness as irreligious soliciado prodio, a blasphemous anxiety to do God's work for him. And I, most pastors, I, I believe, become busy for two reasons. Both are ennoble. I am busy because I'm vain. I want to appear important. I want to appear significant. What better way to do that than to be busy? The incredible hours, the crowded schedule, the heavy demands on my time are proof to myself and to all who will notice that I am important. If I go to the doctor's office and I find no one waiting is there at that office and I see through a half-open door the doctor reading a book, I wonder, is that man any good? A good doctor would have people lined up waiting to see him. A good doctor would have no time to read a book. Although I grumble about waiting my turn at a busy doctor's office, I'm also impressed with his importance. Such experiences, they affect me. I live in a society in which crowded schedules and harassed conditions are evidence of importance, so I develop a crowded schedule and harassed conditions. When others notice, they acknowledge my significance. And my vanity, well, it is fed. I am busy, secondly, because I am lazy. I indolently let others decide what I will do instead of resolutely deciding myself. I will let people who do not understand the work of pastoral ministry write the agenda for my day's work because I am too slipshod to write it for myself. The pastor is a shadowy figure in the people's minds, a marginal figure, person vaguely connected with, with matters of God and goodwill. Anything remotely religious or somehow well-intentioned, well, that can be properly assigned to the work of the pastor. Well, I hope that gives you a taste of Eugene Peterson, and you'll go and buy his books. I'll send some links to the Amazon books, and you can pick up a used book somewhere. They sold so many copies that you can pick one up for pretty cheap. And then I also want to recommend his life memoirs, The Pastor, just called The Pastor. Get on there and buy that book, and it just kind of explains a lot of what's in his books on pastoral ministry, about how these lessons that he learned along the way, he picked them up. And it's just so good. And then on a personal note, a couple years ago, I... 2016, I believe, was the year that I read a lot of his books, and I got to thinking, well, I want to, I want to write him, and I wrote him a handwritten letter thanking him for God's work through him in my life. And about a week and a half later, I have no idea how the mail worked that quickly, but it did. About a week and a half later, I had 
some kind of uh, shaky cursive handwriting come to me by way of a postcard. And it was from Eugene Peterson, who took the time after receiving my letter to sit down and write out a note and say thank you for sending it to him. And I've got that framed in my office. I wrote him again about a year and a half later after I heard that he was getting uh, more and more sick, and I asked him if I could come spend some time with him. And his wife wrote me back, and Eugene signed it at the bottom, but his wife wrote me back and said he wished he had time to have pastors come out and spend time with him at his Montana home. But he, because of his health, could no longer do that anymore, and he was sad to let me know that. But this man is the kind of man who would receive letters, even in his old age, and sit down and write people back. That's the kind of man I want to be. I hope that's the kind of man you want to be. Pick up some Eugene Peterson books and learn. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.